1: before you guys listen to another episode of the corner podcast make sure you guys show your support for the show by clicking on patreon.com slash the corner podcast and showing support for both Andreas and myself we're trying to bring you guys exclusive content for the new year that means exclusive shows guest interviews fan appreciation episodes, a little bit of everything on a weekly basis. And the way you get that is by signing up on Patreon.com slash The Corner Podcast. There's different tiers whether you guys want to donate $5, $10, or $15 a month. You guys get exclusive content and access to us, yes, both Andreas and I, every single week. And this way we can bring you guys the stuff that you want, such as merch, live shows, and even bigger episodes of The Corner Podcast in 2019. Thank you guys for your support. Now let's get into this week's show. We're here. I wish I could feeling. I wish I could feeling. Uh-uh. What up, everybody? Another week, another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Danzby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It is a crazy week here in Vegas. Canelo Alvarez is in town for his fight against Danny Jacobs. They've taken over the MGM Grand. The fight's going down at T-Mobile Arena this weekend. So we are both busy. Uh, The old man busier than normal running around with The Zone, putting on a a good broadcast of that. So we're going to get into that fight a little more a little later we also have wwe to recap mma had a couple shake-ups this week as well but as we always do it's time to nerd out to start the show the avengers came out last week and last week we previewed it both got to watch it since and man didn't live up to expectations for you a lot of people don't seem to like it as much as they thought they would
2: that's crazy um no it lived up the expectations for me i mean i don't know man i look if you if you're judging that off of social media's reaction i could give a shit about what social media thinks you never Um,
1: that was your whole your whole stance last week was you just watch it without any interruption without any preconceived notions
2: yeah like i didn't like i said i didn't read a review until after um Reviews I read were good. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it, just like I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Game of Thrones, even though there was some, uh, there's some questions that I do have about that episode, but, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. People that that crap all over these things, it's like, I don't know what y'all like. It's like that people go on social media just to hate on stuff, so I can give a shit. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was the perfect ending um, to that, that narrative. I thought it was a phenomenal film, and it looked good. And Thanos is a fantastic villain.
1: I thought it was great. Yeah, Thanos to me was better in this one than he was in the first one, and he had what maybe a third of the screen time. Um, I thought it was good. It tied up the loose ends. I needed it to tie up. There was some question marks still out there, which maybe will get answered moving forward. There is still a lot of room for character growth. A lot of explanation. It it tied up some of the storylines it needed to, some of the main characters, but there's a lot still out there, and this Phase Four has a lot to live up to and a lot of new characters to bring in. Like this is gonna start looking like WWE or NXT where, you you know, you're just getting rolling with these characters and here goes a whole new wave of people to to make sense. Except, you know, they're a little smarter with their booking.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of story there. It's a, it's a comic book universe, man. So it's a, you got a lot of characters in service. I mean, not every movie is going to be a success. I'm sure there's going to be some duds. Like, like Thor was a dud, the first one in Dark World. Didn't yeah. like that one either. First Thor Captain America. Yeah, I mean, first Captain America was fine. Um, <laughs> but the first two Thor movies I really didn't like. Ragnarok was one I really enjoyed. And it's one of the better Marvel movies. But there's not everything's not going to be perfect. And some people come to these things thinking every movie's gonna be great and but i you know it's it's kind of like baseball averages you know if you're
1: if you're batting well it's better than baseball averages because you need to bat at least 500 yeah. but listen uh, you, you gotta have a free throw percentage or something we yeah. need a smooth 80 percent you can't yeah. be shacking a fool over here
2: yeah so it's like you know i think marvel's more uh hit than miss for the most part so you know and to to have a payoff off of a uh i mean this is been what 11 years in the making so yeah I, they did well they did well i don't know what people wanted and it's funny because i'm like yo you just write some shit better than that
1: you know <laughs> like if you, if, people if, don't if, understand this though they don't understand what goes into these things on the back end and you know how much was probably left on the cutting room floor all their problems were probably written filmed and just cut out of the film because it was already three hours
2: yeah it's a lot like shows like that Game of Thrones obviously and that's why I kind of sympathize even with the WWE well empathize with the WWE in some senses because it's 52 weeks so you got to write a show 52 weeks and unpredictable things happen like injuries and and things like that so when it comes to Marvel even though with the WWE a lot of time they, they do just really stupid unacceptable shit but with Marvel it's like Yo, everything can't be a hit, you know. Is there's other mitigating circumstances to planning these films out? Same with Game of Thrones. I mean, they bypassed the the, the books, so you had to create a new narrative, and you got to tie it up. And you, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. So I think Marvel was a success, but let's let's talk about what we really got to talk about here about this goddamn Avengers movie.
1: Damn you know right that there should not be an embargo or a station like one solitary embargo for how long. You have to go before you can discuss a movie on social media. So my question is, I need
2: to ask you, why do you need to discuss Discuss probably the biggest film that a lot of that's heading into a lot of mystery and a lot of questions. Why do you feel like you have to discuss that movie two days after it comes out?
1: It was two and a half, possibly three days later. And. That's what social media is for, for me. So my social media specifically, everything we do, granted, we don't have movies of this nature too often, right? So like shows, like Game of Thrones, people give one day, everyone's pretty much seen it. We talk about it. We talk a lot about sports, which is almost instant. So we get to talk about it. But the nature of my social media page is reacting, giving my point of view, and then polling my followers for their point of view or asking them questions to create a discussion i did that i was called a lame because i did that in two and a half days but i I did nothing different than what i do with sports and i gave some time sports is instant i didn't you know leSean McCoy people dog you talked about major plot points 2 billion dre damn near everyone watch this that's not true in that's, the first that's, three days, that's those three true. day numbers, it was the biggest three day numbers ever. But
2: that doesn't mean that it, it, that doesn't mean that everybody watched it. That that means one point it, it was the biggest global box office opening, right? But
1: correct. Right. And United States, it blew everything out at water. But that Individual.
2: doesn't mean that, oh, that doesn't mean that everybody saw the movie. And you're and like, you're how can
1: you ever guarantee that everyone's going to see it? How can well, so, you base your your topics or your subject matter by other people's schedules? because if i would have waited five days then people would have been like yo i still haven't seen it if i would have waited still, a week yo no. i still haven't seen it all right so here we go why do you want to spoil a movie for
2: people that haven't seen it yet is my question it why, it why wait wait, 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 wait. Those people why? and i gave a why? disclaimer why why can't you just discuss it with the people that you know like you're on a public forum right which is right. swift and you talk about sports sports is different sports is literally happening in real time and for the most part it's free and for the most part their sports center that recaps it as soon as it's over because that's their job
1: the shit we cover isn't free very few and far between
2: well the most like sporting events is something that it's it's not like like film and story and plot twists and things like that that's not i don't think that that you should spoil that for people who haven't seen it like
1: for what is is that's my question is like what the intent wasn't to spoil but intent was to discuss but did I spoil did. it for you, or did you not watch the movie already? What's that got to do with me? We ain't talking I'm about just asking me. you. you about, about movie? We are talking about people who had. There were three people who said, Yo, Kel, I haven't watched it. I'm going to have to mute uh, you. Uh, I said, respect my brother.
2: Do you, you think those are the only I'm people just, that, that were on your timeline? Do you think the, only, the people that responded were the only people that had the movie spoiled for you because you want to discuss major plot points on
1: your timeline two and a half days after the movie came out? Again, it is my timeline, Dre. And I gave him two and a half plus a disclaimer. Yeah. No, you said you
2: gave them, like, their
1: privilege to follow you. I don't ask people to follow. Okay, now we get to the nature of the beast. Because you, nor I, ask people to follow us. They so happen to follow us. And then in which... Not for movie spoilers, though. Been, I don't think, I don't no, think anybody follows us for, for our movie criticism. And I don't, no, and I don't spoil a ton of shit. But sometimes, Drake, we talk about other stuff on our timeline. Sometimes it's award shows, sometimes it's me with the Yankees, sometimes God knows what. You didn't spoil We're talking about you it on Yankees. our Yankees. No, I mean, you can't spoil that shit. But spoil- our, our timelines are bigger than what we cover.
2: That's, which is true, but I don't spoil, I've never spoiled a movie. Never I did. believe this. Because I, believe I, this. I, see, I see no purpose in... You're a man of
1: high character. I Much am. more character than me. People I, know I, us. You are responsible. They know I am impulsive. You're, you're acting like it's someone out of character for me to talk about a film three days later. The only thing out of character is that I didn't come out in the theater and just let people have it because I'm not an asshole. But I waited three days. That's within you my character.
2: Can, like, you waited, man. Like I, I, I just don't did. understand this. I like did. what? What did you? What, like in Outside your mind? Of
1: firing off one tweet mid movie that Danny Acosta will never let me live down. Oh, that's that's lame too. You
2: tweeting in the movie theater? Can't you yo, have a it? Dog, can't you have a minute of private time?
1: No. Drake, we how long are we doing this show, Drake? I'm just four saying. years. When was the last time I had a minute of private time? I, I don't. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> I don't like, like, you just you really have no discretion. It's just like yo, I'm just gonna no. let it all out. Like you're discussing major plot points
1: in the film. Like I gave my, four major pl- three three major plot points. I mean one we is discussed enough, it right? Real quick. I mean, yeah, for some people, we discussed it real quick, and then I moved on to what I wanted to talk about, which was the futures. Like, and i was say, good money like, i had three questions
2: wait, wait. you say you discussed it real real quick like it's something that goes away like your timeline disappears and expires after like 20 no. minutes
1: i mean the timeline um, It was on right like, yeah those those three points were out there
2: yeah so it's no, like when i, when I, I log back. if i log on and i follow you right yeah. because the way twitter is set up i probably see a tweet that you tweeted yesterday so yeah. so it's pretty unavoidable like if i go on my social media especially sense especially if it's my job like there's people's jobs to go on social media for their companies Correct. or it's people their job to follow news stories but I just I, I'm very much a person who respects that people have the other things to do than to sit on Twitter all day and I also understand that people have other things to do than to get to see a movie the day that it comes out so they it's like
1: three a night and then two weekend days listen me I understand people have, Does everybody have weekends comedy on? no uh, people Does don't people have, have families, and families? And but jobs? if you Cared that deeply about this movie that I'm wrecking your weekend by spoiling it. You would have saw it by them, and that, w- that was the real deal. If That's you cared that I much, it. I gave you three days. You cared that much. You watched it. You're the biggest busiest man I know. I was wildly busy that weekend. I went and watched it. That Everyone who, people I have the freedom to watch. Much, the
2: movie. it. I, I just I don't believe it's, it's not my responsibility to spoil people's enjoyment. That's it's just not my
1: responsibility to know their timeline. I gave them that, a fair warning. I don't develop these algorithms for Twitter. Someone was like, you know, Twitter comes out, uh, it doesn't put everything in order. When you tweet it, you might see something. Okay, I didn't develop this algorithm. That shit's dumb, too. So our beef is with Twitter, not with me. Because I gave it in a a uh. perfectly timeline stance. I will be talking about this. Yo, is it cool to let these off? People are like, yeah, you know what? I saw it, I saw it. Let's discuss this. All right, cool. Yo, by the All way, right. everybody, I'm gonna yeah. start letting these hot takes fly.
2: How many people follow you on
1: Twitter? I don't know, man. Like a quarter follow you. Four thousand? No, uh, I'm just I'm 4, just 000? trying to
2: do the percentages here. So how many people responded to your tweet about? Is it okay if I lift these off?
1: Yeah. Are we comparing how many people normally <laughs> respond to my tweets uh, or? I'm just, I'm just, just saying a, in
2: general. This is a horrible. Yeah, it's a horrible. Like four, thing or seven, maybe.
1: So no, like, I got like twenty people
2: in this conversation. Twenty. So that's not even one percent. Right. Not even one percent.
1: Dre, but that's everything how many people do we talk to on fight night
2: i'm just saying I, all i'm <laughs> saying is
1: we actually do all so, i'm saying is I, it, I this is
2: akin to you walking out of a movie theater with like three of your friends and talking very loudly about the movie where people are waiting to go watch it that would get you beat up in some countries like korea days it just happened like it just happened somebody got beat up. people are getting beat up over these spoilers I just I don't believe that, like, for me, it's just like, don't you have friends that you could talk to that you don't have to talk to the universe and spoil the movie? Because what do you gain
1: out of it I mean, yeah, I could talk to you. I could talk. Yeah, to you. Yeah, you could. I got like my same circle of friends. But you know what? Also, on social media, I want to know what those people think. Why? Because we do that for everything else. I ask them random questions all the time. Like, yo, what music is though? Oh, we'll what do you guys about think spoiler. about this song?
2: We're talking about spoilers. We're talking about like to go see a movie in a theater. It takes an effort and money, right? Because movies ain't cheap. And it also takes a commitment of time, which is three hours. Now, look, yeah, I have that, I have that time because I really wanted to see the movie. I wasn't going to miss the movie. However, there was a chance that I wasn't going to see the movie this weekend because I wanted to go see it with my wife. She has law school and she has finals. So we had to figure it out to navigate. I had to have somebody watch my daughter. It was a lot to go see this movie, which some people don't have those opportunities. So and I know like I have a lot of people who follow me on Twitter. So I feel responsible for things such as movies because I don't want to ruin your investment because I don't need to because I don't need to discuss it on Twitter because I don't need validation for, somebody, for my, my perception of a major plot twist in a movie. I can discuss that with you or with my other friends and via text message. I just the the social media platform to use it and knowing that things do come in out of order, knowing that people who don't follow you can see your mentions if you're replying to somebody, I just feel that there's really no need to spoil a movie and then say, I gave you three days. Motherfucker, nobody knows that you gave them three days. If somebody just logs in, they just
1: see that they just see a major plot point. Listen, they got an eye full of spoiler. I couldn't help that. I my intent you my intent wasn't to spoil. Yeah, it was. And I I I am fine with my intent. It was not to spoil. It like was
2: you, to discuss. If you if you're speeding in a, in a, in a, in a in a school zone. Correct. Your intent may not be to hit a child. but It's very possible you could hit a child speeding in a school. That's why they have Correct.
1: You know, that that's been an accident. I live with that.
2: Yeah, so you It's a, it's you're a horrible
1: situation, with, but yeah, I mean,
2: so you're I, fine with accidentally ru- ruining lives. I got you. All right, we yeah, can move.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, right? Like I, I am. You're a better person, right? Like I... you, you are. You're an upstanding citizen. You're the old man of the two. I respect you. You have great character. You, you just, just ooze moral fiber. People don't listen to this show. Cause the people who listen to this show know me. They know I'm not that. I gave them three days. That's good for me. That's growth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Episode one of the Corner Podcast, Kel would have been letting them fly. Look, at People must I mean, forget how reckless I was at 25, 26 when this shit started. Woo, well, I was lawless. I will say this. At least we know who you are. <laughs> Thank you. That is a... Co- it's growth. I am growing. Please see the growth. Don't judge me for where I'm oh, at. Judge. judge me for where I'm going to be. Trey, that's all I ask. You're getting close. Um, before we move off of the topic, who's the next big bad in the Marvel Universe? The Perfect scenario, who you want to see. Who's the next Thanos? To me, they got to top it, right? It's kind of like, and it's hard. It's not, you know, Joker levels of hard when Batman, or when the Dark Knight Returns had to try to top that. And they did pretty well. But it's it's a lofty position now that they're in. Who's the next guy?
2: Oh, um, man, that's tough, man. Because, I, I like, after this, you know, the 11 years, I don't think we're going to have to wait 11 years for them to do this again. So Thanos' build was what, like four, though? I mean, Thanos' build was as soon... I mean, dude, his first appearance... No, nah, his first appearance was, I believe, the first Avengers movie. Um, oh, said, yeah. I have to do it myself. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's that, still
1: like a five-year build.
2: God, it was longer than that. It was 2014.
1: fourteen. was it,
2: 2014? It was five yeah. years. So, I mean, five years is a long time. So with Marvel also acquiring... Uh, Disney also acquiring, you know, now they have the X-Men and everybody else. I'd like to see Galacticus because he was a giant planet eater and uh basically (laughs) yeah so it's like you know if you want to build on thanos you go to galacticus but then you know obviously well not even obviously because you have there's a lot of work around you want to see the silver surfer done right they haven't done the silver surfer right in years um the fantastic four movies were terrible uh the silver surfer movie that probably nobody saw there's a silver surfer movie out there that's absolutely horrible they need to get this right so that's who i'd like to see i mean maybe you've Dr. Doom, but I feel like it's going to be a multitude of villains that we're going to get to, uh, but I, I'm going to go with Galactica, just because he was a freaking giant.
1: And yeah, see, he was my pick. And then on Twitter, where I was discussing this with folks, they enlightened me, and I got a new favorite pick, and that's the Beyonder. So, uh, the is my pick, because then we get Secret Wars as the major comic book uh, to follow, kind of like we had infinity gauntlet so it'd be the secret wars and time travel and then uh spider-man takes the lead role in that if anyone ever watched like the old school spider-man cartoon they did like this two or three episode spinoff with the beyonder that was just nuts and it was so dope and spider-man traveling and at the end i think it was him wolverine fantastic four and they all had to get together and beat him and it was like three people so I, i can't wait to see an entire marvel universe in that storyline so that's that'd be my pick going forward and uh look at this we got through an entire marvel segment without spoiling stuff
2: i mean you already did it on your timeline but whatever
1: yeah people don't go back through my timeline how about that no spoilers will be found if you just stay away from my timeline uh, about from last weekend so uh moving forward though let's talk combat sports because like i said to open up the show huge boxing weekend canelo versus jacobs here in vegas you've been down there what every day getting Mm -hmm. interviews talking to people you sound enthused just just ecstatic about having to cover this all week
2: i'm tired man like i mean it's it's different when you're working both sides it's like you're burning the candle on both ends because i'm here as a writer because i have to cover it but also i'm here with production we got a lot of other stuff going on um triple g will be in town this weekend uh, so I have to do something with him on Saturday. Uh, we recently signed Devin Haney. So today he has a press conference, which I'm not going to cause I have work to do. Um, but I'll be with him today for a big feature that we're doing a uh, profile on him and his dad. Uh, a lot of people are surprised that we signed Devin Haney, but it's gonna, it's real interesting. We're, gonna, we're about to push that kid to the moon. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot grand arrivals. Uh, I'm not doing the undercard press conference because the undercard sucks. Um, Damn, I said that. I said that about my own network, but <laughs> right.
1: it's alright. It's Golden Boy. Yeah, you guys still gotta to take the slack on that.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's, it's just it's busy, man. It's, it and it doesn't quite feel like fight week yet. And I, I think I've said this a lot in the past in past single to mile fights. It doesn't get there until like tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna start really feeling like fight week. Right now, it just feels like a lot of work. Um, Canelo doesn't give us a whole lot to talk about because he doesn't say shit. Uh Daniel Jacobs has been great with the media cuz he really has no choice but to be. And tonight we have uh the final screening, it's a private screening of the 40 Days series that we did with LeBron. So we got that. His crew is coming out here. I think LeBron's going to be at the fight. Um I can't confirm nor deny it because we haven't had an exact word but I'm pretty sure he's going to be in town. Um so yeah, man, it's just it's a lot, man. Canelo's a big goddamn deal. I mean, the man makes he's making $336 million, so apparently he's got to be treated as such.
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, he got a new Bugatti or Maserati or something I saw him pull up in the other day. It's a Bugatti. He, yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing well for himself. I can say that. Yeah, it's a crazy weekend. I was going to ask you before we kind of get into some more stuff around the fight. Is Is this a trend we're going to see, like less stacked? undercards because now pay-per-view especially with the zone is not a factor this technically isn't a pay-per-view fight so does it matter if you stack the undercard or not like people are paying 10 bucks to see this it's a steal already right well no that's that's not the case um pay-per-view undercards
2: have sucked for years it's very rare that you just get a really good undercard for a pay-per-view Ooh, fight
1: i don't know i just saw Maidana donna uh Madonna mayweather popped up on my on this day
0: and well, yeah. that had
1: a Khan on the undercard um it had Adrian Broner on the undercard just a good amount of people just well, layered in that boy
2: there's a reason for that because Mayweather was fighting Madonna and people that you know uh Showtime Showtime yeah Showtime was concerned that fight wasn't going to sell so they did stack that undercard um and also you know you stack you don't you stack the undercard to give light to other fighters See for this particular card, uh, David Lemieux was supposed to originally fight in the co-main event, but he broke his hand, so he's out. Uh, Virgil Ortiz is on this card because Golden Boy is trying to push him. We, I think they were trying to get Ryan Garcia on this card.
1: Ooh, that would have been a good fight. Well, Ryan he Garcia demolish something.
2: Yeah, Ryan Garcia fought on the last Canelo card on the undercard, so there's still going to be stacked cards. It's not it's not a matter of the pay per view thing. It's just a matter of timing and trying to get the right people. Um, Slated in. I mean, it's money. There's a lot of things that go into these cards. And it's like being on the inner workings. I can tell you that it's not it's not a product of a streaming them on the zone for nine dollars a month or twenty dollars a month. If you're just not subscribing. It's a uh, it's a matter of just trying to find the right people to fit on the cards like, you know, like Demetrius Andre, for instance. We got to figure out where to put him on his next card. I, I don't have a say in none of this. It's just when I'll know when they figure it out. But I know that they're trying to figure out where to put him. So he may pop up on somebody's paper, you know, on a big card. Probably not a Canelo card because obviously he's not a Golden Boy fighter. But you got to use these to build some of these guys. So Virgil yeah. Ortiz has got to build this time. Ryan Garcia, you probably see Diego Del Hoya on another undercard. Um, there's a lot. I mean, you know, Jesse Vargas just fought. I mean, Alexander Usyk fights in two weeks. Uh, we just had Estrada and Sorong Visay. We it's 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 a lot to put on a stacked undercard. And then you don't it's a lot of to,
1: big fighters in... And- uh, for like you know the zone it's a lot of their big fighters in a small period of time because then we have joshua to start next month right exactly so it's it's Oof. you don't necessarily
2: want to put all your eggs in one basket so you want to spread some of these guys out have them fight in different markets in different cities so on and so forth so you'll see better undercards but yeah this undercard kind of sucks uh lamont roach is on there he's pretty good but other than that it's, it's nothing to write home about you know, even even though Virgil Ortiz is fighting Mauricio Herrera, who's a really good fighter, who a lot of people think beat Danny Garcia, It's uh, not the most fun
1: fight fighter to watch. So, we'll see. Don't make it ugly. Uh, One boxing match that wasn't fun. Actually, you know what? Before we get to that, why talk about a boxing match that damn near put it to sleep last week? Uh, Let's talk about Canelo versus Jacobs, the fight itself. And does Jacobs have a chance? Cause yeah. it how then because i'm you look at it to me in my mind especially fighting canelo here in vegas the only way to beat him is to drop him you guys just put out an article rescoring the rematch between canelo and triple g which i thought canelo did better in the rematch than he did the original and you still had him losing by two rounds to triple g yeah on sporting news on a a rewatch of it so the Mm -hmm. first one he was down like four rounds or three rounds and got a draw second one you guys have him losing he wins on two judges cards how do you even beat this guy
2: i mean it's it's difficult i'm not saying it's gonna be easy chances are that you know i mean when you look at the, the odds makers uh canelo's like a minus 400 to 500 which i think is insane it shouldn't be that close but i think the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't see any way that danny jacobs can win a decision in las vegas which probably is true (laughs) <laughs> the issue is output, and I think it's the biggest concern hanging into this fight is that Canelo is always really good fighting in spurts, and he makes great adjustments. And there's a lot of things that Canelo does well, but he doesn't throw a lot of punches. If anybody watched the uh, the uh, 40 day series, there's a part in there where Andre Rosier was like, "You threw 96 punches in that round," and it's it's very brief, but it says a lot about Jacobs' game plan going into this fight. He needs to be the business of your fighter. He has to be more active. Use his size. Use his reach. Use his speed. He has a lot of things that Triple G didn't have. Triple G just—he punched hard. He was—he placed his punches very well. He had solid footwork, but didn't really cut off the ring. But there are a lot of things that Jacobs does that that Canelo might have some difficulty dealing with. So he can win the fight. It's just I'm not necessarily sure how. It, look, if you're if you're a betting man, I feel comfortable betting on the draw at plus 2,200, which is insane but it's possible. <laughs> you never know what these judges are thinking. Um, and who knows, man? I mean, being around Canelo this week, I'm not going to say Canelo's complacent, but he doesn't seem very excited, and I don't think he ever really seems excited. Danny just seems really hungry. Like, he has a lot to prove. Like, he's trying to prove something. And he's going to go out there and fight the fight of his life against Canelo. So he has a very good chance of winning. Um,
1: I, I'm not picking him that, to win. I was about to say, that's more credit than I've heard anyone else give him. So, I mean, that's, that's damn near a win right there. I mean, look, look, I,
2: I said this before. If, Danny J, if Daniel Jacobs fought Canelo two years ago, I would have picked Daniel Jacobs to win. Canelo's gotten so much better every fight. He's only 28. That's the crazy thing. Canelo's just now entering his physical prime. So he's only getting better. Um, but if you look at how Daniel Jacobs fought against Triple G... And how Canelo fought against Triple G. There's a lot of people that had Jacobs beating Triple G and had Canelo winning neither fight. So I am
1: almost at said. that point. I mean, I had it as a draw, and the drop in the first round was the deciding factor.
2: So if you, if you look at it from that aspect, it's kind of like – I mean, I know it's like MMA math or Scott Steiner <laughs> math. If you want to be more specific. Um <laughs> It never really works out like that. It's a beats B, B doesn't necessarily beat C. So it doesn't really work like that. However, you look at the things that Daniel Jacobs does well, and you look at how he fought G- Golovkin, and you look at Canelo because, I mean, if you really want to be technical, Canelo's gotten the benefit of the doubt in a lot of fights.
1: Oh, yeah. I a mean, lot of fight. If, like, Danny Jacobs is a higher output Erisande Lara, if he wants to be. Like, can't. with the slick angles, the not being cornered, somewhat... Very hard, and that's what gave Triple G problems. Very hard to cut off the ring against him. Even if he's moving back and defensive, you can't stop the guy from sli- sliding out of corners. And Canelo's feet aren't the fastest. Great hand speed, not great foot speed. So you look at it like he can literally fight the same fight Erzmondy Lara did, and probably throw what nine, ten more punches around and win.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, what Canelo learned against the Lara fight was is that being aggressive doesn't always win. That's how Canelo really learned how to box. Dealing with Lara and dealing with Mayweather. And that's another thing. Like, dude, Canelo got a majority. He lost a majority decision, which means one judge scored it a draw against Mayweather. It's crazy how these judges see Canelo. And they're not all the same judges. It's always different judges. It's not Adelaide Byrd in every goddamn oh, corner. But
1: but in the fight, I can understand. Like, I scored the last fight a draw. You guys had it two rounds in favor of Golovkin. And I can understand it. The atmosphere and being in there, it does it does add to it. Well, and it's problem. so hard to, like, people like, oh, well, judge every time you see a head snap back. But that's not the case. Both these guys are brawlers. They both had heavy hands. The lightest of jabs grazing could snap a head back. You know, it was hard to judge. But the crowd going nuts after everything Canelo throws, not even lands, throws. It's hard to differentiate what's landing, what's not. Who had a big round when they're close. How do you judge body blows versus headshot? shots? It was so close, and the crowd adds so much to it. Yeah, Damn, you gotta have earmuffs on. Like, headphones, like, noise canceling, and be in your own zone.
2: It's, it's uh... Dog, it's, it's, it's something. It's something I talked to Jacobs about, because dealing with that crowd and that crowd is going to scream every time Canelo throws a punch, whether it hits the gloves or, or it hits nothing. They're going to be loud. And that, that yep. influences judges. And Jacobs, I'm asking him how he's not going to be influenced like that. I feel like it's almost pretty impossible. But maybe... You know, maybe he knows, doesn't know how to deal with composure because he, he has fought in hostile. He's never really been the fan favorite heading into a fight. Like he fought in New York against Triple G and the fans were loving Triple G and not Jacobs. Yeah. So he's dealt with this before. Um, I just, I just don't know how he wins. I, I'm not saying he can't win. I think he has a very good chance. But I think there's a lot of things working against him and a lot of things that I mean, there are things he control. But the judges, no matter what you do, sometimes you can't really control them. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be surprised if Jacobs hurts Canelo in this fight
1: at some point. I Ooh. wouldn't be surprised. I, I, but Jacobs never really hurt Triple G. And that was, a, that was a Jacobs that said, the hell with the hydration clause, I'm going up. He can't do that this time. The whole thing's built off of the belt, right? So I saw an article today. It was like, you know, they're doing everything to dehydrate me.
2: Well, that's not true. Keep me let, let, me, let me stop you there. That's not true. The dehydration dehyd, the clause is for a fine has nothing to do with the belt so oh,
1: against triple g though he couldn't win the belt correct right against triple g it was different and he, he was 100- gave up the right to win the belt with the dehydration clause well the like if
2: he 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 because no it's it's hard to explain because the jacobs triple g fight there was a hydration clause and he and but he didn't exceed it so he was fine like, he didn't exceed that. Like, he came in big the next day, but it was already past that point. He could, okay. like, so, in this fight, there's a hydration clause, but it has nothing to do with the titles whatsoever. He'll just be fined. And more importantly, the Fuck the money. More, but more importantly, more importantly, Jacobs didn't fight, and he'll say this himself, weighing 180 pounds wasn't smart. He needed to be more mobile. Being bigger is not wasn't necessarily going to help him against Triple G. He needed to be faster. So you look at the Canelo
1: fight. And, he looks smaller. So being faster shouldn't be a problem. He know, looks a lot smaller this fight than he did entering the Triple G fight.
2: So he's he's going to be bigger than Canelo for one. For two, nobody hurts Golovkin. Nobody. We've never seen like Golovkin like hurt in a fight. So I'm not like I can't. I mean, Canelo hit him with some shots. Yeah, and Golovkin just walked through them. so I can't use that as a litmus test either. Um, hitting Canelo clean it, with a combination is possible because what 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 Canelo likes to do, and he's very good at it. He is both him and Jacobs have excellent upper body movement. Like the footwork is solid, but Canelo has really good upper body movement. So I'm I'm curious how Canelo is going to deal with somebody who throws more than two or three punches because Golovkin fought he would throw like a two or three punch combination and he'd reset and he didn't go to the body. And I'm, I'm sure there's so many things that Jacobs is seeing looking at those fights. He's going to try to take advantage of obviously it's much different than when you're in the ring. But I think Jacobs is probably the most fluid opponent that, that Canelo has fought in terms of putting string in his punches together. And he's probably going to be one of the faster opponents he's fought. Like Arisande Lara had great footwork and great defense, but he didn't throw anything. Jacobs is going to be a completely different beast. It's going to be a lot for Canelo to deal with. It's I'm, I'll am i keep saying it. I'm surprised that they gave him this fight in his second deal on the zone. But it's, it's at the point where if Canelo loses, it's like, so what? He, he's, he'll be fine. <laughs> Unless he gets destroyed, and I don't think that's going to happen either.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, he everything he's shown, he's too good to get destroyed. Because even if you hit him, he's just going to throw something back and hit you. Like, you can only open up so much against him, right? Because then you end up a mere cond right with that one hitter quitter so you don't want to get overly you know just enthusiastic run in there go willy-nilly and end up on your back so Jacob still has to be weary of the power which is going to keep Canelo upright it's just it's a tough task man it's it's tough his margin for error is so small Jacob's that is or anyone who fights Canelo at this point that it it has to be daunting. I look forward to your piece on him and you, uh, you know, chopping it up with Jacobs and spending time with him uh, before the fight on Saturday. Because his honest opinion would be would be cool to hear. Of uh, you know what? Do you feel that it takes more than just winning the fight? Do you feel that you have the pressure to go over and beyond because of what you've seen this guy, you know, in, in the fights and how scores have led themselves towards his way in the past? So that that'll be interesting. And, you know, Triple G has spoken about this and but that's in hindsight, not before a fight. You know, it's after the fight. So it'll be interesting to see how Jacobs kind of looks at that um, last weekend. Easter versus Bartholomew, How would you stay? Uh, how would you stay awake? That was the question. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> the <fight's up. laughs> so they they suck so bad. They got a split draw. I believe like it's just it was a horrible damn fight. It don't even run that back.
2: Yeah, they deserve, I mean,
1: yeah, whatever. Don't run it back. Take that draw on the chin and just keep moving. Two different opponents. Um, Big Baby, Miller, who's supposed to be fighting uh, in MSG. He was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua in the beginning of June. Tested positive for everything under the damn sun. We let him have it on this show. Six months for him, Dre. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't understand. Um, <laughs> six months for gosh. every like it's worth the gamble then, right? Granted he missed out on a ton of money. Or I mean well, he, he, he missed a ton of money.
2: It's six and a half million dollars he missed out on.
1: Oh, that's a shitload.
2: His biggest payday hasn't even been a million. It's like six hundred and seventy five thousand. So yeah. yeah
1: he, probably he, but he bet on himself taking all that and winning.
2: And he was an idiot. He was an idiot, and now we got Andy Ruiz stepping in, who actually is a better fighter than Jarrell Miller. So, I mean. I don't
1: know. Andy Ruiz, I saw he was sparring a little bit or warming up in the ring. He caught his trainer with the sneaky, landed a clean left hand, and didn't drop the trainer. I was like, oh, it's over. No, see, you can't, you can't, it drop, like you can't drop your
2: trainer. You think, he, you, think no, you put all his NCAA force team. behind that punch? Come on. No,
1: here. no, but that's just hilarious to watch. That or his trainer has one hell of a chin. I'm just saying, like, like, you got to put all your force behind it. You, you catch it with the sneaky. Like, they put some, there's a lot of force going into those pads, you know? So, you, you catch him yeah, right on the button with one of those. Nah, you weren't trying to knock him out, but that shit was funny to watch. I just uh, say, I,
2: I think Andy like,
1: Ruiz is a better opponent. So, in terms they, of. In terms of sell, right? Like, well, his biggest appeal and draw was that he was going to talk. He was going to chatter. he was He was going to make people want to see him get knocked out, which he would have been knocked out. Quick. Which is true. Which is true. But
2: what I'm saying, in terms of in ring, like Josh, like Jarrell Miller's, you know, he's not that. He hasn't really even fought anybody. Like Andy Ruiz lost to Joseph Parker by majority of the decisions. It's a fight that a lot of people thought Ruiz won. Ruiz co- comes in he looks fat and out of shape. I think somebody said he looks like the kid from up that grew up and became a fighter. <laughs> which is true. But Ruiz can fight. Um, Is he in over his head against uh, Anthony Joshua? Yeah. But Most I think people- he's a. He's a really good fighter in terms of Jarrell, who's a really good talker. And it's, it was a grudge match that nobody was – I mean, nobody's giving him either of these guys a chance to beat Joshua. I just think Andy Ruiz is could be a little bit more competitive. Um, he could crack. I mean, dude, we talk about Andy Ruiz. Like, Jarrell Miller was like 300 pounds, dog. Like, he was he he was kind of a fatty as well.
0: Yeah. You know, no, taking all the small. juice.
2: No, like, neither of these guys are small. So, Ruiz, you know, he's been in there with pretty good competition, um, he has a pretty decent knockout percentage, and I, I'm looking forward to it. But in terms of Miller, six months ain't enough for all those drugs. Hell like, no, he took everything. Yeah, like he, he literally, everything. like he was on everything. Like you know that Mike, that Mike Epps uh, <laughs> stand up, yeah. these kids Royce around everything.
1: What was that, yeah. Royce
2: and M? <laughs> yeah, like that's what Jerrell Miller was on everything. He didn't care, so he, he was a true definition of fucking up the bag
1: yeah now nah, he's he's a rap, and you know what i don't if he doesn't get another big shot then yeah he he whacked himself out but in the heavyweight division there's only so many opponents someone will throw him a mil and a half or something to see his ass get knocked out in the future uh before we transition over to mma do you think klitschko comes back this year do you think we see him versus joshua again at some point it's a
2: tough one man um I don't think so, but I won't count it out. I think Klitschko mix, misses the game a bit, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he wants to put his body through training all over again. And I think it's a lot of the hardest part for a lot of fighters is that they look at, like, okay, perfect example, Marcos Maidana. Yeah. He announced <laughs> he was coming back, started working to lose the weight, and then one day woke up and was like, I don't want to do this shit anymore, and
1: retired again. So, yeah, the process is what's tough to get back into, yeah. fight night looks fun as hell fight week fight night you miss that i'm sure you don't miss the dog day it's like older people in the nfl no one wants to go to training camp
2: no nah, so i think Klitschko, he looks at it and he looks against somebody like anthony joshua and knowing that he put Josh, you know he he damn near finished joshua he's looking at the fight and was like i could probably beat him but i think the moment he starts hitting the pads or the moment he has to run those few miles he's like eh, i don't think i want to do this anymore because he's older his body's not the same I don't think he has the will to really fight. So I'm going to say no, but I he, I think he may tease it because and just to see if yeah. he wants it. I think he, he'll tease it to see if he wants it. Not the fans, like if it gets
1: his energy up. But I don't think we'll see him back in the ring. And I, I just kind of don't want to see him fight again. Well, if he wanted to keep fighting, I think the Tyson Fury fight would be a better one to run back than the Joshua one. Yeah, but he ain't going to be fighting with top rank. So there's that No yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. ESPN top rank. Who the hell is Fury even gonna fight? Booms. That was a whack move. They gave him a lot of money though. So eh, take he the cashed
2: bag. Out. Good for him. Yeah. You know take the yeah, out. Yeah.
1: Gonna... Nah, take the bag and run. Um all right, MMA. Talking about people who aren't coming back and fighting. Brock Lesnar. Did what you said, Drake. Started and he was like, All right, I got this WWE stuff. It looked like he has shed the weight. It looks, you know, he was at University of Minnesota rolling around, training with some of their really good wrestlers. The young kids got out there. It looked like this was about the time when it was time to ramp it up for a camp, right? DC is aiming to fight in August, it looks like. And it was like, okay, Brock, it's time for you to get in the camp. He gave his little his test to USADA. Everything was ready to go. And it looked like he was just like, eh, nah, it's not worth it.
2: Yeah, like I like I said before, Brock is with the WWE, and Vince pays him a lot of money to do these spot dates. Brock, the moment that Brock went to camp, he was like, nah, I'm good. It's, I you mean, it's, it, it, there was really, you know, people were, like, mad at him. But, dude, Kevin I always said this, and I thought it was kind of funny. Brock Lesnar hasn't won a fight in eight years.
1: That's like, not true. My two no, eyes, wait, I saw him win
2: almost a fight. Eight, almost eight years. Uh, I six, saw him win a fight. Who? You beat Mark Hunt. No, he didn't. He failed a drug test.
1: All right, man. I'm just saying, listen, and Reggie no, Bush took the it. I'm just I saw him win the fight. You did not see
2: him, but you saw him cheat and win a fight. He hasn't officially won a fight.
1: Do, do we want to go back and see? I, I mean, honestly, are we now asking ourselves, has Brock Lesnar ever won a fight without being juiced to the gills? No, like, is you, this you, now I'm the question? You.
2: No, the question is, when's the last time that Brock Lesnar officially won a fight?
1: I would say, I would argue he quite possibly have never won a fight. If your criteria is, is he juicing or not to win this?
2: But we're not we're not doing that. We're saying officially. Officially.
1: Oh, officially. Okay, he yeah. He won a
2: fight when he beat Shane Carwin in 2010. He has not officially won a fight in, yeah, almost eight years. Yep. Eight years. And he was going to get a title opportunity. He lost to Kane. He lost to Alistair Overeem. Then he beat Mark Hunt, but tested positive for whatever the hell he was using at the time. So, like, people are, like, mad at him. No, be mad at the UFC. But don't even be mad at the UFC. Daniel Cormier wanted to fight Brock Lesnar. And he did everything that he he wanted to do to get there. And now he's going to end up fighting Stipe again. When he said he was going to retire in March, and the only reason he didn't retire was because he was going to fight Lesnar. Now he's going to fight Stipe again. Oh right, well, well, whatever.
1: He tried to get the money, right? He tried to go
2: after the bag. No, he did everything in his power, but it's it's fascinating because Brock hasn't won a fight in eight years and was gonna get a title opportunity.
1: Yeah, money talks. That's insane. Right? Like <laughs>
2: uh. Uh, imagine imagine me going, ah oh, man, like I haven't done this in eight years, but I'm gonna be the top guy. Like in anything. Anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, that's I. But again, if you didn't write about music for eight years and someone was like, yo, we're going to hire Dre as a music person, I'd be like, OK, well, how like, about this? You I just kind of got to keep that.
2: Right. Like, I'm just saying I'm just saying, like, if, if, if I if I haven't listened to music in eight years, right. And you asked me to write about <laughs> write for the Grammys <laughs> about the nominees and I haven't listened to music in eight years. That sounds ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Brock Lesnar had
2: fought. He hasn't won a kinda fight weird. in eight years. So he played the game. like any, And I'm sure he played the game to get more money out of Vince. So he got more money out of Vince. He's going to be wrestling in Saudi Arabia again. Oh, and man. yeah, this is where we're at. I mean, this is the UFC, man. They're going to pay Brock all this money and he him run a fight in eight years.
1: They are an Whereas... entertainment company. WME is an entertainment <laughs> company. I don't I know what saying. people thought. Like, who do you think bought this? Like, it's just not normal. They don't have a union. Like, Greg
2: it's, Hardy's making 120, of, you know, I mean, and he even Greg Hartley, Hardy. That is
1: a massive pay cut for Greg Hardy.
2: Buddy. But that's what I'm saying. He's grossly underpaid. Even though he's overpaid compared to his peers in MMA, he's underpaid in the grand scheme of things.
1: That's crazy. He was making a lot less to just rush and hit a quarterback. It's, or, excuse me, a lot more to do that. And now he's getting punched in the face. So, I mean, all these guys are grossly underpaid. So, like half the UFC has side jobs,
2: except for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was a guy who was overpaid and couldn't win a fight.
1: No, but he sold. Now yeah. that pay per views don't matter, though. I don't know. Like, again, I I don't know, because what's the pay per view model? How do you even get pay per view points? Well, I mean, they still have pay per view. ESPN. That shit, but you limit so many people from buying pay per view. Yeah, like they're concerned. <laughs> No, it's not. These fighters got to be looking at this shit with a side eye, though. Um, coming up this weekend, we have UFC Ottawa. Uh, Brunson versus Theodoro. Quinta versus Cerrone are the two fights that stand out to me. Co-main, main event. Uh, I'll take Elias to win because I'm going to walk with Elias in this one. That's and weird. I'm, yeah, I'm not like a huge Derek Brunson guy. And then uh, Quinta to beat up Cerrone. I think Quinn is hitting the stride. I don't know why. Give the real estate man some love.
2: I mean, kids is a really good fighter, man. Like, I mean, he, has, he
1: dummies out sometimes, though. Like he he gets to like this point where he plateaus, and I just don't know why. He's more talented than that. But say it's, it might just be that camp. White is the only one to really break through of that. But after he lost the title, he's done that several times himself. Well,
2: I mean, Al Aikensis, you know, he beat Kevin Lee, uh, he beat Jorge Masvidal, he beat Diego Sanchez. He only lost to Khabib in the last five years. Yeah, but he the, went
1: on a hiatus for a second, too.
2: Well, so. yeah, because he wasn't getting paid, which is, like, the overall theme about the UFC. He wasn't getting paid, and he got his, like, real estate license.
1: Yeah, but does real estate a- on the island,
2: strong island. Yeah, so Al is he's a hell of a fighter. And Cerrone's, you know, Cerrone's the one you got to worry about because you never know what Cerrone's going to show up. You know he's going to show up to fight Right. You just don't know yeah. which version of Cer- Cerrone showing up to fight. The guy who got trucked by Darren Till, the guy who gave everybody else hell. So I'm going to pick Iakenta to to mess up the bag because everybody wants to see Cowboy versus McGregor, which I don't think we're going to see that fight. So I'm going to go with Iakenta in this fight, which um, would
1: be a great fight for Conor, because if he can't beat Cerrone, he shouldn't fight anymore.
2: I mean He shouldn't fight anyway. I don't think he cares proper. You know, his his whiskey's making a lot of money.
1: So. Oh, I, t- I still think he cares to fight. I mean I don't I don't think he necessarily cares as much about the money anymore. Like he wants to just be the highest paid just for the you know shits and giggles and uh for his ego. But I don't think he cares how much, but I think he still has the itch to fight. I think I don't. doubting him bothers.
2: I think no, I don't. I think yeah, he I wants think the money. Exactly. I think he wants the money more than the fight. He ain't no. fighting for pennies.
1: No, I, and I think going out on a down note, nope. They'll fuck him up. They'll eat him alive.
2: I don't think so. I think he's doing fine right now. I think he's sitting around right now, counting his his money from whiskey, and then going, "Do I really need to fight?" Like,
1: I mean, that shit's gonna make him five hundred mil, seven hundred mil. Like, he's gonna be fine. What, what, like, like, legal wise? I think he still thinks he's the best fighter in the world, and I think going out being just fucking bossed like he was last time isn't going to sit well with him. I
2: don't. don't. When when Conor McGregor said in the Khabib fight that this is business, I think that was a tell. He's here for a good time, not for a long time. He came to get paid. Yeah, he wants to be the best, but losing to Khabib. I mean, do you think kind of thinks he can beat Khabib? Seriously?
1: Yeah, I think he does. I, I, I think he. I think he believes he can goad Khabib into a stand-up match, which he then can win. But I think that's what everyone thinks. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think Conor thinks he can beat can be. Khabib. Because be. Khabib is beatable. Let's not nah. get this wrong. If you can maintain the fight on the feet, you can beat Khabib if you have happened. Exactly. Like, you had to have, one, you got to be, like, really big. Like, maybe you have to be a 170-pounder. Like, honest to God, with crazy takedown defense. Like maybe a Tyrone would. So like you're saying all the things that Conor is not. Correct. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how he does it per se, but um, you look at a guy like, even though, you know, present fight excluded, but you look at Rory McDonald, a fighter built like that, who just is a striker, but has incredible takedown defense. And you look at some of the, just all these guys just happen to be bigger. There's no one in that division that really matches up that way. Uh, I haven't seen El Kakui put down much. Just I'm not sure I've seen anyone try, though. The essence of the point
2: is Conor didn't beat Khabib. I don't think he believes that, like, there's a point in time where, like, Floyd believes he can beat everybody, right? Because he has. And Conor lost to Khabib, and I think that's already shattered his ego. I don't think he goes into a fight with Khabib thinking he's going to win. He hopes he can win, which is a much different way to play the game.
1: I don't know. I think he goes in thinking, "Oh, I got a new game plan. This shit's nah. no different nah. than Nate. No, no. Like, oh, okay, different. you got me. I fought the wrong fight. There, when when doubt creeps into
2: a fighter's mentality, of course they're gonna play the role like they're going to win the fight. But the moment that Khabib knocked Connor down with that overhand right hand, everything changed. Everything changed because there was yeah. nothing Connor could do. So all I'm saying is, the desire to be the best is second. To the desire to be rich and well off. He's got a kid. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a pending rape trial to deal with. Fighting is there. He's <laughs> just, just gonna sneak in the rape trial. <laughs> yeah. the, the, but fi- I feel like fighting is there. Like I don't think he's fighting to be the best anymore. I think I think he he want, like I think he wants to be the best. But I just don't like losing to Khabib. I, I feel like took a lot of wind out of his sails. If he doesn't fight again, he'll be fine with it as long as he's counting his money he's not he's not one of those guys like Floyd at a certain point We see Connor was,
1: fight before the end of twenty nineteen
2: I'm not saying we won't see him fight. I'm just saying the, the his desire to fight it isn't about like he's about getting paid like he ain't fighting for no little money he I don't know, <laughs> he he won't fight to be in the co main event nope so it's, it's this is really about money, and he'll take the best fight out there if it pays him the most. but if you tell Connor. He can either fight Khabib for $2 million or George St. Pierre for five. Who do you think he's going to fight?
1: Oh, he's fighting. Yeah, GSP, easy. Okay. This is not about being the best. This is about money. Yeah, I think you'd have to pay him a lot more to not want the challenge of being the best. But Conor also knows, like, the money's going to come because he's Conor McGregor. Yeah. So, so I mean, GSP it? adds $3 million. I mean, Conor, if that's the case, then fuck it, he's going to fight for the belt. Like, you really got to give him a fight that's just next level. And I think he's okay with like he would have fought Cerrone, I think. I don't think he has we to get back to him. the top right now. You know, he just bets the end game. We're in the end game now, Dre.
2: We shall see. Like George St. Pierre won that middleweight title against Michael Bisping, and then he and then did he want to be the best anymore after that? No, well, he didn't. No. GSP was like, "No, nah, I'm good. Here, you can have this shit back." Yep.
1: Did what? I he just want to see if I could do it. <laughs> that, that was it. Like I just want to try this. He was done. Nah, that's it. A- yeah, GSP was, he looked done in that fight. It was just like, oh, let me see if I can do this shit. And they're paying me a lot. Um, let's talk about WWE before we get out of here. Not much, really, that we can't touch on next week. Next week, we'll do a bigger Money in the Bank preview as that comes up. But, uh, man, one, Leo Rush has heat. I'm a big Leo Rush guy. Uh, he's obviously—he's reportedly rubbing people the wrong way in the in the back. Some of the boys don't like him. I, I mean the guy didn't carry some waters and people's bags. Like that shit's outdated on a lot of things. Like I don't listen, I've done football, understand the mentality. Sometimes you haze the young kids or, you know, just not not like horribly hazing. That's a negative connotation nowadays. But you know, like he'll carry my pads, do this, do that. Some people ain't there for the shits though. Like they're just not. Like I wasn't built for the fraternity life. Because I wasn't fucking drinking spit out of a cup. I don't even know what that happened. But I saw it on TV. I wasn't even chanting it. So, I mean, different people have different things. I I don't blame him for this stance. And he said he's grossly underpaid. Which I believe is the truth. Like, they sign you to an NXT deal and move you up. They don't rework your deal. So, he's on the road. And he doesn't have the means to pay for shit like other people do. But sometimes, I mean, you gotta bet on yourself. Sometimes you just gotta be hungry, young kid. Like, I was starving as fuck at 25 too. You you gotta do that to get here.
2: Look, I feel like the Leo Rush thing is, is getting blown out of proportion. The thing that Leo Rush did say, he said he said he didn't ever say that he didn't want to. He talks about the visual of a black man carrying a bunch of white dudes' bags. Which is true in some ways. It does look crazy. I don't think like if he's getting heat, it's uh I'm there's I'm sure there's a lot more to the story, but uh, <laughs> I can't fault either side. Yeah, there's probably there probably is hazing. There's a lot of people that have dealt with the things. Some of these things are outdated. It kind of happens when you have, like, okay, so in a fraternity, even though I never pledged in college, but I have friends that pledge, you have people that pledge the old way, and then you have people that pledge the new way. And in pro wrestling, that fraternity includes guys who are in their 40s that went through the hell. And yep. then you have a guy like Leo Rush, who's maybe 15 years younger than AJ Styles. And not saying AJ is doing the hazing, but I'm just talking about the age. The guy's 24, yeah. And you look
1: at you. We've heard stories of Randy.
2: Yeah. So it's like I I I understand both sides of it. It's a culture clash, right? It's not even just it's not like a black or white thing. You know that may have something to do with it, but there's a culture clash here. And Randy may show up and say we got to do things this way. And Leo's like this doesn't look good if you put me through this. And then you have a clash. So ultimately you know i mean we'll see what happens but i think what we're learning more than anything else is that the wwe is not the only pony, horse to show in in town uh AEW is coming and you know we just saw uh Dean Ambrose go back to John Moxley and, and put up a dope video uh and you know it looks like he's making his return like everybody doesn't need the wwe and their ratings are tanking something serious raw smackdown with nothing to write home about this week and nobody's watching this shit so Leo may be able to find employment elsewhere. It just really depends on what you want. It, it always depends on what you want to do and how much you're willing to get paid to do it. And if Leo feels like he's getting underpaid to, do, to be on the road you know, 30, 40 weeks out of the year, maybe 50 weeks out of the year, if he feels like he's getting underpaid, go work elsewhere. There's other guys who feel like they're, they're fine doing this. It's a lifestyle thing, man. Like Some of these guys just don't want to deal with that lifestyle. And I get it. I don't think you're wrong either way. I think some people come to the WWE and think this is what they want, and they don't really want that. Yeah. Well, other guys show up, and they, this is what they want, and, they, and they're going to continue to do it. So it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. But uh, Leo's just, you know, Naomi, and we've seen other Sasha Banks supposedly are upset. I mean, I mean, look, dude, look at the revival in The Usos. Revival in The Usos look like they a tag. shaving match. back. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the revival's like, dog, this is not what we came here to do. We came here to wrestle, and we're shaving backs? But this is the company that you work for. This is what the WWE does. This is their their narrative, their entertainment, their sports entertainment. They're not about wrestling. So maybe the revival goes to us when the contract is up. I don't know. But it feels like the WWE is in
1: a real messy spot right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Can't knock people for being upset, and trying to better their working environment or asking for more, asking for what they feel they deserve. That That's one thing. Can't count someone else's pockets. Right. Exactly. Like, they are, they deserve whatever they feel they deserve. If someone else doesn't and they part ways, then cool, go make it elsewhere. So it's just weird to see all these guys, like, it just seems like the grumblings are more pronounced. I'm sure this shit has happened throughout the history of wrestling, throughout the history of the WWE. But yeah. now it just seems more like a magnifying glass on it. Maybe because there are AEWs and all this stuff, and people just kind of want to see the downfall of the empire. That's right. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. I I like all of it together. I want WWE to be its best. I want all these indie promotions to be their best. I want the other professional promotions to be at their best. The more good wrestling, the better for me. I got, I'll find time to watch all that shit. So, um, the only other thing we touched on already, take our Goldberg Lesnar coming back for Saudi Arabia. This is why the WWE can take in ratings though. (laughs) (laughs) The the money's coming in regardless so yeah. it doesn't matter fox gave them the money anyway usa read up on just raw they're going to make on their next contract for just raw what they made on raw and smackdown together true and then get fox money for smackdown on top of that and then saudi arabia is paying you a cool what like 70 mil to come there twice a year like fucking sees Vince, Vince, one color that shit's green it's true. So it's 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 crazy, but it ain't changing. They'll this shit. Ten people can watch SmackDown. Vince will look. The check cleared. We good money.
2: Yeah, and that's, he's good that's money. End of it. You know who's not good money? The talent. They're the other ones not getting a dime out of that. So
1: not the damn thing changed for them. But we that. see the same thing in UFC. We talked about that. Uh, boxing people are actually trying to get a little bit of leverage. Yeah. Thankfully, so, the zone is paying people what they're worth. But we'll see. Let the zone take off. And that shit's in every other household in America. Let's see how people want to start reworking contracts and blowing up the pay-per-view model, you know. So I don't know. Shit's weird. It's 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 influx in all sports. We're seeing it. Um, Definitely the money aspects and the business aspects of all combat sports are more prevalent now than ever before. That veil is being lifted more and more every week and every day. So that shit's crazy. Um, that's our show for this week though, man. It was quick. We're busy. We're running out of here. Canelo Jacobs this weekend. We're going to be there. You guys remember we have a live show Thursday, May 23rd, five days after my birthday, May 23rd. And that is Memorial Day weekend out here in Vegas, the nerd bar downtown Las Vegas. Tickets are available now on Eventbrite. Check it out. We have links everywhere for that. If you guys are Patreon members, thank you. You're coming into town. Let me know. I will hook it up for you guys. Also, on our Patreon wall, please leave your shirt sizes. The merch is on its way. So you guys get your shirts for free for being Patreon members. So make sure you guys leave those on there and hit me up. Follow us on social media, at the Corner LSN on all platforms. Me at Kel Dansby, him at Andres Hale. Dre, I think I got everything in there. Yeah, for, we did. For now, big things coming. More announcements coming soon. This shit's about to get real hectic, real fun, man. Month of May is gonna be gonna be crazy, but I'm gonna enjoy it. Uh, we're gonna let the old man rest up then before uh, we continue to hit our stride this month. And uh, we thank you guys for sticking around with us, man. Another great show. Till next week, we're out. Peace.